Hey everybody, thank you so much for coming back to Coming Up In My Sneakers and tuning into today's episode. Today we have Jenna Morton, who is a blogger, and she is best known for blogging about beauty, fashion, lifestyle, and she is launching a finance blog because Jenna is actually a a chartered accountant. So welcome, Jenna. Thanks for coming. Thank you so much for having me. Um, And I know we were kind of just talking a little bit briefly before we started recording, um, but I want everyone to know about your come up story and exactly how you got to where you are today. So will you start off by telling me where you were born? Yes. So I was actually born in um, Ottawa, but I grew up in Belleville, Ontario, which is pretty much a small town really close to Napanee or Kingston. Excellent. So interesting. Okay, so you were born in Ottawa, but then did you live there at all or did you? Yeah, so I lived, I moved when I was three years old to Belleville, um, but then I actually returned to Ottawa for university and I lived there for six Mm. years before coming to Toronto. Do you have any family in Ottawa? Um, I have an aunt. Oh, nice. That's about it. So everyone else came here? Yeah, everyone's in Toronto. Oh, nice. My friends, um, but my family is mostly still in Belleville. Cool. Yeah. So in Belleville, well, I like I, I think most of us have probably heard of it, uh, but yeah, so it's east, uh, as Jenna mentioned, close to Kingston, and um, so it's a very small town there. What was it like growing up there? It was nice in the sense that you knew a lot of people. Um, there weren't too many high schools, so everyone kind of like knew of each other, which is good and bad, um, but I think it was good because it's also, there's not too much you can do to get up to trouble, so you kind of had to make your own fun, so lots of like playing outside, like playing with friends, so it was nice. It's nice. Yeah. Nice. Did you live near the water at all? Because I know out that way, I feel like everything is like on the water. We were close. I mean, Belleville's really close to Prince Edward County, so... Um, I would go to like Sandbanks like every weekend with my family. This was before it was super popular. (laughs) Um, We actually live in an area called East Hill, um, which is close to the water. Yeah. So yeah, I've always been surrounded by water. It's been nice. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. And what, uh, what kind of kid were you? Did you like to write from a very young age? I, okay. So because I'm an accountant, I have always been more, um, on the numbers side of things. However, I would always get really good marks in English class. So I think I've just, I've enjoyed writing, but it was never really a focus of mine um, until I kind of found that I needed balance in my life. And then I turned to writing and now I just like absolutely love it. So it kind of surprised me <laughs> in a way, just because I've always been so numbers focused. Nice. Yeah. And is this from like really, really young? Like, do you have anybody in your family that's an accountant or were no. from young? You were just like, when I grow up, I want to be an accountant. <laughs> um, no, um, I never really knew what I wanted to do when I was growing up. Like I thought I was going to become a famous singer, but I can't sing at all. <laughs> <laughs> my parents made that very clear to me. Oh, no. <laughs> but um, that's okay. I, I still thank them to this day because I can't sing. But um, when I was in high school, I actually took some accounting courses and just kind of took to it really easily. Like it just came so natural to me and it still does to this day. So I think I could just kind of gravitate towards it because it was so easy for me to to do. Um, and I, do, I am passionate about accounting and numbers, but I do think that, you know, when you're staring at Excel sheets all day long, you do need a balance and need to do something creative. So 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where the blogging comes in. <laughs> Amazing. And mm-hmm. so, okay, so you're like just a kid hanging out. Uh, do you have any siblings? I don't. Oh, no. interesting. Yeah. So like I wonder if that, um, so probably your parents like were like their focus I would imagine was on you. Yes. And yeah. was there a lot of like pressure to go to university and all of that in your house or was it more chill? No, my parents were really relaxed. Um Of course, they wanted me to go to university, but I kind of have always had that idea that I wanted to too. Um, I think it's just like my generation. I don't know when we were growing up, you know, university was always the goal. And I think with accounting, because I wanted to do accounting, um, you you do need like typically need a degree for the level of accounting that I wanted to do. To become a certified and chartered accountant, you do have to go to university and get a degree. So that was always kind of like my goal. now looking back on it, now that I'm in blogging, not everybody has to go to university and I totally see that now, but when I was definitely in high school, that was kind of the the end goal. Nice. Yeah, I think it's um like I have such a mixed feelings about yeah. like post-secondary education because mm-hmm. I do think there is a place for it in like accounting, doctor, dentist, lawyer, like those very I guess like traditional career paths. I think it's necessary, like you mentioned, to get to the level that you want to be at or, you know, um, and then in other instances, like if you know, like for me, I knew that those things that I just mentioned were definitely not what I wanted to do. So I already knew from like an instinctive young age, I didn't need university, but like, I know what you're saying growing up in, like, I would imagine we're close to the same age. Like our parents, Mm -hmm. they just, they came from a place of university, 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 like that's all they knew. So (laughs) I know that a lot of them like push us. That's why I like to ask yeah. uh, if that was a thing in your house. Okay, cool. And so that's really unique in high school to know already <laughs> what, like, so how did you ever, like, how did you figure out that path? Did you Google, like, how to become an accountant? <laughs> or, like, how did you know, like, did you go to your parents? How did you know what to do? Um, oh, that's a hard one, I guess. Okay, so when I was in high school, I know how hard it is in high school because I feel like there's so much pressure on people to figure out the rest of their lives. And even you feel that in university as well. For me, I am kind of lucky because when I started doing accounting, I just kind of knew like this is what I was going to do. I think also I liked the fact that accounting had a lot of job security. Um, and it was kind of the only path that I really saw for myself at this time. If you were to take me in high school and say, oh, in, you know, 10 years, 15 years, you're going to be a blogger and blogging full time, I would have been like, what? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You don't really, you never know how your life is going to unfold. But I think at that point in time, I found something that I finally was passionate about, which sounds crazy. Like, who's passionate about accounting? I actually know um, a lot of people I that was, are. No, and still am. <laughs> I know a lot of accountants that are. Yeah. And it's good because we yeah. need them in the yeah. world. Yeah, exactly. But I think it just like at a young age, like I found something that finally kind of clicked. So I just kind of went with it. And I'm really grateful that I did go with it and kind of it's kind of shaped my careers thus far. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So did you just like, I guess, take um, accounting and then university afterwards as well? And then you just kept on like following it? Like I'm yeah. just trying to like pull out of you. How did you know? Because I feel like a lot of people, I mean, outside of asking their parents and mm-hmm. now Google, I, a lot of people have sort of what they want to do in their heads. But I think a big disconnect with a lot of people is like, how do I get there right you know I think for accounting per se um, for me always my goal was to work at one of the big four accounting firms at least that was a goal for me in high school and university so I kind of figured out what I needed to do to get there and um, for me that was just you know going to university majoring in accounting um, and then doing co-op at one of the big four 
And that's kind of like how my progression went. Um, Mainly, I just found that out by like asking other people, networking. Networking is huge. Um, Networking with, you know, professionals in your industry, but also networking with people kind of on your same level, like colleagues and whatnot can really help provide some guidance. And does that Um, mean like going to networking events or like what type of networking? I think it just depends kind of what industry you're in. So for me in university, I would always attend like all of the networking sessions that the university would throw, um, finance, like accounting networking sessions. I was part of the accounting club. So I got like tons of exposure in university to all my different options. Um, I think that's really important. And also just like if you are in school asking your peers what they suggest, like what they've like learned from others because not everybody's path is the same but I think um, getting some different avenues from others kind of like helps you decide where you might want to go and that helped me a lot but I think I kind of I tend to set goals for myself and then once those goals are completed I need to set more but obviously as you get older those change too so totally yeah Okay, so you uh, went to so elementary and high school in Belleville, Belleville yeah. and then moved to Ottawa. And did you live on res? Did you live by yourself? Yes. So I lived in res. Then I um, my second year, I moved in with three other girls that I met first year university. Um, we lived in the market, downtown Ottawa. And then um, the last three or four years, five years, because I did an extra year for co-op, was in, we were living in Sandy Hill, which is like a student living area in uh, Ottawa. Nice. Yeah, it was really fun. And then afterwards, yeah, I can imagine. And then afterwards, uh, did you say, okay, I need to go to Toronto? Or or how did you make the move here? Yeah, so I was working at Ernst & Young at the time. Um, Is that in Ottawa? Sorry. um, So Ernst & Young is a global um, accounting firm. And they basically have offices all across the world. There's an office in Ottawa, so I was working in Ottawa at the time. Then I decided, because all of my friends had left Ottawa... (laughs) No one was there that I wanted to transfer to Toronto. So I actually transferred with um, EY to their Toronto office. And then after getting um, my CA, which has now turned into a CPA. um, And for for our listeners, you want to just tell them what that is? Yeah, so a CA is basically a designation um, that... There used to be three accounting designations that you could get. Um, One was a chartered accountant, a CA, which mainly came from accounting firms. Um, We have gone through a massive restructure of our designation process in Canada. So now all designations fall under CPA designation. Um, Which is chartered professional accountant. Yes, chartered professional accountant, exactly. So yeah, so I um, got my designation with EY and then decided to actually move into industry. And um, this is all in Toronto. And I started working for Air Miles. Loyalty One, great company, and I worked there for three years. So they're in-house. Yes, I was in-house okay. finance there. What did you like better in being in-house or being at a firm? They're totally different. So I was mainly an audit um, at EY, which basically means you're an auditor. You go into companies, you look at their books, you know, you hmm. suggest like improvements, make a lot of friends while you're yeah. doing. <laughs> you know what? One of the biggest things is um, nobody likes auditors. Yeah, like, that's it's a known I, thing. Yeah. So you kind of have to you get a thick skin when you're an auditor because you know people aren't really like smiling and happy to see their you. Backs are up. <laughs> yeah. So it really taught me how to be a people person and you know I wanted to make sure that my clients were happy and my clients you know were happy I was there and that was coming from more of like a positive experience rather than a negative one in audit so it's interesting because in audit you see a snapshot of an entire company right 
And when you go into industry, you're giving you're given certain tasks and you're only seeing like one slice of the business. So instead of getting an overview, you're getting a small portion. So it's it's extremely different, but I did like the stability of being in industry and in-house because I wasn't running around the city <laughs> to different audit yeah. clients. So that was helpful. Cool. Yeah. And so let's talk about your venturing into blogging now. And you're a full-time yes. blogger. I am a full-time blogger. Yeah. So I know there's tons, possibly hundreds, <laughs> thousands, whatever, of uh, people out there that are probably trying to make this jump as well. Yes. Um, yeah. And so did you, like, what was the first, bring me back to the very first sort of spark in your mind or in your gut that said, hmm, like, was it something that said, like, I, I feel like writing today? Or was it like, huh, maybe I'll start a blog? Or like, how did, what was the very first, like, seed that was planted? Okay, yeah. So I've been following bloggers for, like, years. Um, I think the first blogger I ever followed was Southern Pearls and Curls. Um, Caitlin, she's from this a Southern blogger. She's super, super cute. And I followed her for a really long time, always thinking to myself, oh, like, this looks so much fun. Like, she's writing. She's, like, trying out new products. You know, she, it just looked awesome. And obviously a lot more goes into blogging <laughs> than just everything being perfect and looking awesome all the time. But that kind of sparked my interest, I would say. Um, and then I just decided, you know, I was working, at this point I had been working in accounting for you know, six or seven years and it was getting extremely tiring. Um, it's just so number based that I didn't really have a balance between, you know, creativity, which I'm a super creative person, but none, no creativity can go into accounting, right? So, or at least you'd hope not. So um, I just decided that I was just going to start a blog and I just kind of went with it. I think a lot of people ask me, you know, how do you, how do you get started? Like, what do you do? And the best piece of advice I can say is just, just start. Like, it doesn't have to be perfect. Um, it doesn't have to be exactly what you want at the beginning either. Just start, you know, create a website, start an Instagram page and go from there and learn as you go. Because if you keep trying to perfect it and perfect it and perfect it before you even launch, it's never going to get launched. Mm -hmm. So I think the hardest part is just literally starting and then you can curate your content as you go because your taste will change over time. For sure. And I think a lot of people too don't realize that like they don't even know what they don't know. And, and so they have to start and yeah. then to learn as like, like you mentioned. Yes. Exactly, um, yeah. Okay, cool. So you just kind of were like, okay, I'm going to start a blog and go yeah. with it. And did you have your name right off the bat or did it take you a while to come no. up with it? Yeah. So originally my name was Jenna K. Morton dot com. Um, super original, <laughs> but I <laughs> never going to change though. Probably. Yeah, so exactly. It's a good safe bet. That's for sure. Yeah. So started with that. Um, and my content was like extremely lifestyle, you know, photos of flowers, coffee shops, Half the time I wasn't even in the pictures. So just like random stuff. Um, and do you have a photography background or was this happening all no. on your phone? It was mainly happening on my phone. Um, and I was also, I purchased a Canon um, Rebel as well. So I was using that. Again, I had no idea what I was doing. No idea how to edit photos. No idea like what I wanted my content to be like. But um, you know, that changed over time. And I think it took me about six or seven months to really decide that I wanted to focus mainly on fashion and that's kind of when my content took a turn and things started to to progress what made you all of a sudden say okay fashion's the way to go I've always been really into fashion and trying out new things and like looking up trends and all of that and I think it's hard with social media because there's so many options out there so I think I was getting overwhelmed with all the possibilities of what I could create content on but I think I just 
kind of always kept coming back to fashion and it was something that I'm really passionate about and I love like writing about and so yeah I think that's kind of where my path was led to (laughs) yeah so uh, how many um after how many months of starting did Mm -hmm. your uh content start to be niched into fashion okay so I I launched in June and I think it. Sorry, and what year was this? I just want to have a gauge of this how long was two it. years ago. Okay, um, so seventeen. So seventeen, yes, yeah. So in June, I launched my blog. I had one blog article, and it was fashion focused. Um, and then it wasn't until probably November of that year that I really started to look at my content really critically, um, analyzing my numbers, and then just start, like starting to go into the more fashion direction. Um, so yeah, I think I was just not really sure what I was doing before that. But once I started to kind of have a focus, then it got a lot easier. So that was probably November. Okay, nice. Mm-hmm. So uh, January. Okay, so almost a year of... Like half a year. Oh, did so you like, say June or January? Yeah, June. Okay, June, sorry. So like June to like half a year. Half yeah. a year, yeah. yeah. Okay, like five, six months. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, great. And so you... So then finally I came and it started doing more like fashion related. Yeah. Were you posting once a week, once a month? Every day. Oh, every day yes. you were posting. And I still pretty much post every day. Damn. Yeah. Would you say that's a major like secret sauce to yes. going full-time? Like you pretty much have to do it every day? So I was posting every day when I was working full-time um, for two years. So Straight. if I can do that while working, anyone yeah. can do that. And I, I highly I would recommend. Um, one trick to doing that, and I actually get this question a lot, is how do you create so much content and like – it takes planning. So for fashion, for example, okay, so I have, you know, let's say I have six days of posting. I'm going to take one day off. Um, you need to figure out, okay, well, what outfits are you doing? Are you going to repeat any outfits? Do you need new clothes? If you are, do you have like brand contacts that you can contact to get those clothes in advance? And then you need to set up shooting times. Um, one secret is my boyfriend and I will go out and we'll shoot like five outfits in two hours on the weekend. I was going to say, so mm-hmm. he does help you. That's yes. good. Um, tripods are your best friend. <laughs> I also go out with tripods sometimes. By yourself. By myself. I get tons of stares, tons of, you know, like waves. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, and it's do you my just business. Like a, do you just put a timer on your camera? Yes, I put a timer on my camera. You can also get like a button tripod, yeah, um, like remote. I don't use that just because like I'm okay. taking a fashion photo, so I don't want to like have something in, have your something hand. in my hand. Yeah. Um, but it takes a lot of courage to use a tripod. But once you start, you won't go back just because you know you can do it on your own. So yeah. It's good. That's good because I know um, like a lot of people don't have that other person yes. uh, yeah. and even like I'm married but like my husband will be like no I can't go take photos of you like yeah. sorry yeah um, I'm, I'm extremely lucky <laughs> you, you are so uh yeah <laughs> and, and also the fact that like he's like you know from your content what I've seen he seems obviously able yeah. enough like some he's people are extremely clueless. good at it it's taken time like if you have a significant other that is starting to get into it with you um just realize that we came from a very scary photo taking place <laughs> on both sides like neither of us knew what we were doing so it's definitely taken you know two years but he's always been so supportive which I couldn't ask for like a better boyfriend so Aww. yeah that's nice. Okay, so off the jump, you're blog you're blogging every day. That is yes. that's like full time status already. So you ha- did you have it in your head like by two years I need to be full time with this, or were you just like I really enjoy it? We'll see where it goes. It was mainly just coming from a standpoint of I enjoy it, and we'll see. Obviously, it was getting to be a lot. Like I think making that jump to full time, like a lot of people ask me, you know, when should I do it? And I think 
it just depends on you and your blog and your content and where you're at. I also think it heavily relies on your financial position. Yeah. Because, um, you know, when you start a full-time business and you're an entrepreneur, things will get cut because, you know, you won't have steady income every month and there's more pressure to like perform because you can only rely on yourself. So things change drastically when you go from like a steady full-time job with job security to working for yourself. And it's a great leap, but you just have to be prepared for that leap. So coming from, you know, a chartered accountant's point of view, I do think that you really need to heavily look at your financial position and make sure that it's something that you can do. Um, So let me ask you, sorry, how... Like, how did you start making money off your blog? And what was, like, the very first step that you took to do that? Okay, yep. So, yeah, this has definitely transformed over the last two years. So I would say that my first – okay, so I make money two ways. I'll just start with this. Um, One is through commission sales. So um, because I'm a fashion blogger, I actually work with Reward Style, which is um, they have the Like to Know It app. Okay. I'm sure some of the listeners have heard about that. Um, So basically how it works is, let's say I post an outfit, and then I link all of my products on the Like to Know It app. Um, I also link them on my website. And then if somebody actually goes and shops one of the pieces, I get usually between 10 to 20% of the sale, like the retail price. Okay. So I make commission sales every month. Um, But the biggest uh, kind of area of income would be sponsored posts which are essentially just like ads mm-hmm. um and those are with companies so my first sponsored post I probably got that within I want to say like 10 months of okay. starting my Instagram um and it was more so because you have to have an Instagram along with a blog obviously right like yes you have Instagram's to. so big right now yeah that it depending on your niche I mean fashion's very visual yeah so I would say Instagram is probably your best friend. Whereas like finance, you don't necessarily need an Instagram because it's not as visual. It's more yeah. like you want to see content. You want to like read about <laughs> Read about things, yeah. right? So the blog would be the main source. But I would say for fashion, beauty, lifestyle, that type of thing where your your content's more visual, you definitely want to be on Instagram. Um, so a lot of the brands you, are there too. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so t- after 10 months, did you reach out to the brand or did the brand reach out to you? So I actually got reached out to by a PR company. So if you are trying to grow your Instagram, I would recommend reaching out to PR companies in your area because a lot of brands will go to a PR company, then the PR company will actually search for the influencers for that campaign. So my first campaign was with uh, L'Oreal and it was um, their Colorista line. So I actually dyed my hair pink. Nice. (laughs) And this was when I was working um, at Loyalty One in finance. So, (laughs) And it's like, it's semi-permanent. Sorry, it's like washout. It's not yeah, even semi-permanent. Like I don't a demi. Think. It's like, yeah, a very demi-permanent. So I pretty much spent like my entire Sunday washing my hair like 10 times to get this dye out for Monday morning. Oh my God. Um, But yeah, I mean, it was my first sponsor post, so I was super excited about it. And I love the product. I thought it was super cool. I'm definitely going to reuse this too. So that was really exciting. Um, That was through a PR company. And so did then the PR company pay you? Yes. And like made the connection for you? Yes. So basically the PR company acts as the middleman. And then they pay the influencers and the brand will pay the PR company. Nice. Yeah. And do you recommend that that be the best way to go versus reaching out directly to brands? Um, not necessarily. However, I do think when you're starting out, there's so many things that you're learning that it can be extremely overwhelming. So then to add like brand pitching into the mix might just be like too much for you Mm -hmm. (laughs) because brand pitching can be, um, extremely time consuming and it can also kind of 
it hits your confidence a little bit because you're going to get a ton of no's. Yeah. And if you're just starting out, that can just be a bit damaging. So I would say try reaching out to PR companies, but also try to pitch a couple brands, but just be prepared that you are going to get a lot of no's. Like I get a lot of no's. Everyone gets a lot of no's, yeah. but then there are some yeses. Mm-hmm. So, and it also takes a lot of time. It's very time consuming. So PR companies kind of do the work for you. So nice. if you're set up with a ton of PR companies at the beginning, if they have campaigns here and there, they'll be reaching out to you like you know, constantly. So it just saves you a bit of time at the beginning, but I would say definitely work on pitching skills as cool. well. Mm-hmm. And did they ask for like all your analytics and stuff from yes. your blog and your Instagram? Yes. So I, um, charge rates for my blog posts. Um, also Instagram stories and Instagram, you know, feed posts. So PR companies will always ask for your analytics because they basically, usually they have like online, um, tools that just like link to your Instagram that automatically update. So they have like a database of constant, like updated information from you. So, Mm -hmm. and, um, so for, sorry, this is kind of now like just interviewing about your blog, but I think a lot (laughs) of people really are curious about this information, which is why I want to ask it. For sure. I get asked these questions all the time too. So now you can just refer back to this podcast. Exactly. (laughs) Um, okay, cool. And so, yeah, so, uh, cause I find, okay, so tell me your thoughts on this. I find that a lot of. Um, people say that they are bloggers and have blogger in their Instagram bio, but mm-hmm. then I have actually enjoyed Instagram content from some of these people and I have gone to click to their actual blog yeah. and it doesn't exist. So okay. I feel like a lot of people are saying that they're bloggers, but they really just post pictures on Instagram or like, yes. what's your sort of like take okay. on that whole thing? I mean, yeah. Okay. That's totally fair. There's actually been a movement lately where, um, because we're becoming so mobile friendly that a lot of quote unquote bloggers don't actually need a blog. And you know what? I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. Um, especially if you're someone who doesn't have time to create a blog, then I mean, if you want to focus on your, the main revenue generating source, it would be Instagram. So definitely start with Instagram. However, Um, I would say that having a blog is just another source of income. Um, and cause do you charge separately for your blog yes. posts and your Instagram yes. posts? Oh. Yeah. So and it's kind of like two birds with one stone exactly. sort of. Yeah. Cause it's like similar, right? Like yeah. your blog's probably just a bigger extension of like, okay. Yeah, exactly. So on my blog, I talk about like blogging tips. Um, sometimes I do like, you know, top 10 things I found on Amazon this week. It's just like another mm. avenue for me to post like more content. Yeah. And also from like a revenue generating standpoint, the more platforms you're on, the better, and also for reach. So I use my blog with Pinterest a lot, and I get, like, tons of people. Like, I've gotten comments on my Instagram being like, oh, my gosh, I found you on Pinterest, and I found your blog. Now I'm on your Instagram. Like, this is great. So it's just more avenues for you to get seen, more eyes. Um, but I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing if you don't have a blog right away, Um a lot of bloggers that I know that are huge on like to know it and huge on reward style actually only have an Instagram. But just remember that if Instagram, I know everyone says this, it's not going to happen right away. But if Instagram does crash one day, it happened with Vine. Yeah. You kind of are left with nothing. So it's it's good to diversify. Um, I think blogs are a great way because it's kind of like your home base and Instagram's kind of an extension. Pinterest is an extension. YouTube's an extension. Some people use YouTube as their home base. So it's just kind of the more platforms you're on, the more protected you are. Right. And where do you publish your blog? 
what through what website? Yep. So I use okay. So I use WordPress. Oh, um, okay. I actually have a web hoster. Um, it's called Bluehost. Basically, so web hosting is basically where all your website data is stored. Just think of it as like a massive like memory card essentially. So I use um, Bluehost, and then I got a free WordPress site through Bluehost um, and free domain. Why would you need? Why do you need both? So essentially. Okay, so a hosting site like Bluehost is basically saving all of your site data in one place. So let's say like I can't really host on my own. Like if I just create a website and I'm hosting like self-hosting, I can't have like thousands and thousands of visitors to my site because I can't support it. Like I have nowhere to store the data. Um, So my site will just crash. Um, Through Bluehost, because they have like tons of storage available basically you're just storing your site data on bluehost so that more people can visit your blog and etc hopefully so, i explained that right yeah, <laughs> it gets no. a little technical so like <laughs> but this is good information because i didn't i don't even know this either like so bluehost okay so i'm going to try to like metaphor this now yes so bluehost <laughs> is like it's a maybe your like your house yes. and then your wordpress is like your front yard maybe sort of kind of yeah kind is of is that like or maybe a better example is like um maybe Word- let's do it this way okay bluehost is your basement okay it's the foundation you kind of need it to support your house okay your house is your wordpress okay and then to make your wordpress like look nice like a house's wallpaper you then buy like a child theme or some kind of right. you know pretty thing to put on your website to make it look the way that everyone sees it look okay. so let's think of bluehost is your foundation stores everything keeps the support that your website needs your wordpress is your house your child theme is your wallpaper okay and then maybe the front yard is like instagram yeah <laughs> to bring people into the house yes <laughs> amazing okay that, that makes sense when you put it that way yeah yeah um okay cool yeah that's interesting i don't know a ton about blogging uh because writing is not my i'm a voice person yeah that's um okay. <laughs> but yeah so so that no that's cool yeah um okay so uh just i want to like get back onto our timeline here so sure. you have been now blogging for two years mm-hmm. every day which is insane okay let's talk about the planning sure. because that i know i'm not a planner and i had to become one in order to like do what i do as well yeah and i know for a lot of people it can be hard like where do you start do you do it mo- <laughs> like monthly or how do you plan all your stuff okay yeah I um... and also sorry and also this is <laughs> a okay. very loaded question like you said top five things I found on Amazon like I want to talk about too but like how where do you come up with like what you're gonna write about so sorry all of that okay no that's <laughs> okay go. I think I got it all <laughs> <laughs> um okay so planning yeah this is like a big one I think it really depends on how much time you have and what your resources are so it's going to be different for every person for me again my boyfriend and I are super efficient when we go take photos. We kind of have to be, like, especially when I was working full time. So I would throw, you know, 10 outfits in the back of our SUV and we'd drive to like 10 locations on a Saturday and I'd shoot them all. And, we and you're just send, changing in your car. Yep, I'm changing in my car. I'm trying to be as efficient as possible. That's just like the way that I am. Um, and he is too extremely efficient. So we kind of took the approach of how much content can we pump out because we only have like three hours every week to take photos. Um, 
that approach, I mean, it worked for me. However, are you getting the best quality content that you could ever get? No. But um, it's what I could do at the time. Mm -hmm. Now, what if you have to like go away for the weekend or something? So I'd have to pre-plan that. So if I'm going away, you know, next weekend, like for example, I'm going to Ottawa next weekend. So I need to make sure that either am I going to be able to take photos in Ottawa? Um, If I can, great. How many? And if I can't, then I need to take all those photos before I leave or have enough to last me until I get back. So it's just, it's making sure that you know how much content you're posting um, per week and then when you're posting that content and then kind of like working backwards. So I always say, start with your goal and then so work you, backwards. That's a really to good way. how to way. get to the goal. So for you, if it's is it 30 pieces of content per month or is it like a little bit less because I think you said six days? Or? Yeah, it, it really depends. Like when I started, I was posting like every single day. Now, sometimes I take like Saturdays and Sundays off. Um, I'll still post Instagram stories though. Um, but, you know, sometimes I just take a random day off. Like I don't feel like posting on a Wednesday and I won't. But normally I post five to six times a week. Okay. Yeah. So you're planning every month for like 24, four five-ish yes posts yeah usually I plan about two weeks in advance because um just with fashion like especially trying to get commission sales I don't want to post I don't want to shoot something that might sell out within three weeks Mm -hmm. um that happens a lot some stuff sells out within like two days (laughs) so you kind of have to be aware of you know am I actually posting relevant content and I think that is totally different for whatever niche you're in. Like, you know, if you're in finance, certain concepts are never going to change. Maybe they'll change in five years, so you're fine. But if you're in fashion, stuff changes so quickly that yeah. you just have to be, like, cognizant of that um, when you're creating content. But I think the best advice I can give anybody who's feeling overwhelmed about, okay, how do, how do I even do this? Where do I start? Start with figuring out how much you want to post and then – work backwards okay what days am I going to post okay so I'm posting on these days you know when can I shoot the content okay I can shoot on these days how many content how many pieces do I need to shoot on each day how am I going to shoot and then it gets more detailed as you go back but it's easier to start with the goal and then work backwards Hmm. I couldn't agree more mm-hmm. that's what I do now too yeah and I never was that way it's not like some people I think are innately like that mm-hmm. I can tell you I <laughs> was not am not but I forced myself to be because I think that's for me I've found I've tried other ways and I think that's the only way to actually stick with something it's yes, like completely go like reverse engineer exactly because then it, it kind of breaks down like if you go from it the other way it can become extremely overwhelming yeah. because there's like so many things that you have to do um so I think kind of going backwards makes more systematic sense yeah (laughs) and coming from an accountant I definitely (laughs) believe it now too yeah um and let's talk about your finance blog so um we can talk about it right yes yeah of course of course um when are you planning to launch it okay so it's I'm hoping to launch it next week um I don't even know what day it is because it's August August 7th 7th. so hopefully by like August (laughs) (laughs) by the time this airs it might be launched yeah it probably will be (laughs) it might be it might be um yeah my boyfriend and I are actually going to Burning Man this year oh my Um, god yeah that's gonna be so good yeah which is starting on August 23rd so are you going for the whole time Going for the whole time. We're actually part of a camp, so we have to go early, and then we stay later to tear down the camp. So No way. Yeah, so it's going to be 
a wild adventure, but I'm hoping to have the finance blog launched before then. So, Do you have all your outfits picked out already? Oh, it is an ongoing process. <laughs> <laughs> Over the next two weeks, I'm going to be scrambling. There's going to be a lot of wigs purchased off Amazon, a lot of sparkles. So Amazing. yeah, I need to hit up some thrift shops too. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But um, yeah, so I'm super excited about this finance blog. It's been months and months in the making. So um, I should be having it launched by next week. And is it the same sort of deal, Bluehost and Word, WordPress? Same yes. Thing? Yeah. Um, I personally like Bluehost just because they have 24 hours assistance. So whenever something's going wrong with my website, I can just call them, oh, uh, nice. which is actually really handy. I've done that many times. But um, yep, yeah, so it's a, it sits on a WordPress site. It looks completely different, obviously, than my finance blog or my fashion blog. But um, it's, uh, yeah, it's just mainly, you know, ways to save money, make money, manage your money, um, stuff like that. And what, um, what's it called? It's called Balancing That Budget. Oh. Yeah. So. And uh, that's really good because, like, everyone needs to know, like, saving money, making yes. money, all of that good stuff. Are you going to have, do you think you're going you're gonna to inject a little bit of your lifestyle fashion background into it? <laughs> or are you going to really try and keep it separate? So I'm mainly going to keep it s- separate if I can however um I understand that obviously there can be like crossover cross promoting so if there's ever like you know blog articles on my fashion blog about saving saving on fashion or cheap fashion or whatever that case may be I will probably cross-reference so yeah but I mainly am going to keep it separate just because it's so different and two different niches that the marketing is going to be slightly different yeah yeah. and what made you are you now that you've been blogging full-time are you like missing finance is that kind of (laughs) why you wanted to get uh that started yeah so I've always been passionate about finance and um it's just easy for me to talk about too like fashion comes naturally but and it's a passion of mine but it's just it's a lot easier for me to talk about finance because I've been in the financial world for so long that it's just kind of more like second nature and I kind of need both sides like the creativity aspect and then the more structured aspect and I love both topics so I thought why not and I'm sure like a lot of people don't get taught you know basic financial skills in school like schools just don't don't teach this yeah so I just think it's something that everybody should you know read about once in a while and it's useful 1000%. That's literally, actually, that was keeping me awake last night because it's going to be, mark my words on this podcast, it's going to be something that like I have a hand in or something in changing because it drives me so nuts. I won't get too off on a tangent, but like, do you use the Pythagorean theorem on a daily basis? No. Do you pay bills on a monthly or daily or weekly basis? Of course. Yes. Yeah. Mic drop. Like, <laughs> I can't believe that we don't learn in school. But anyway, mm-hmm. I won't go on and on about it. Um, that's yeah. a, a really amazing thing, though. And it's it's a need as well as mm-hmm. a want. And it, from the sounds of it, too, it sounds like, like, I'll read some financial stuff sometimes, too. And sometimes it can be so technical and so yeah. wordy. And I'm like, ugh, like, I don't want to read this anymore. So yeah. I feel like because you've been lifestyle blogging for two years, like, that easier language might come into play and you're just going to get a whole new range of people yeah the posts are just for everybody everyday people like for example I'm working on a post right now about four budgeting methods that you can use and then like um, apps apps that I recommend that you use to create a budget I think just FYI anybody out there everyone should have a budget in place or be using a budget Um, it helps a lot with your finances so yeah just like things like that that everyday people can use um, that are actually beneficial and it's not too you know wordy not too complicated it's just very straightforward nice 
Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so, oh my gosh, thank you so much for like all of that information. Um, where are you kind of like outside of the, the finance blog, where do you think you're going to bring these blogs or what do you want to do with them? <laughs> oh, that's a hard one. I mean, it's hard to kind of tell because I find my content to always be evolving. Obviously, I want my finance blog to be a, a source that people can go to to feel more comfortable about their finances. That's kind of like my main goal. Um, with my fashion blog, you know, I'm trying to bring in more lifestyle, more beauty. So obviously, I would love for people to get more inspiration from me. Um, that's like one of my main goals of my blogs. But um, we'll see how it goes. Like constantly changing up my content. So just looking for new ways to bring uh, more powerful content. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So before I let you go, I want to ask you about your uh, favorite footwear. Yes. And that's what you brought today. So yes. tell me about it. Okay. So I brought um, this pair of sneakers. It's um, these icy pink Adidas tubular sneakers. Um, my boyfriend actually got them for me for Christmas. And they're my favorite because I'm super into like the athleisure trend, trend right now. I just find that... I love to be like comfy but chic at the same time and these running shoes just like always are my go-to for that so I love them also they're pink and pink is my favorite color so (laughs) I just like love these shoes I wear them all the time amazing they're really really cute and you guys are going to see them on Instagram um and what about I know you gave us so much advice already (laughs) uh during this podcast but um what would be like one main uh piece of advice you'd give to somebody walking a similar path to yours Okay. Um, One thing I would say is try not to compare yourself to others all the time. I think we're all guilty of it. And it actually gets really difficult when you are on Instagram, you're constantly seeing other bloggers like either succeed maybe faster than you. Like I think everyone can say that they know, you know, 10 to 12, 20 people that have succeeded faster than them. Um, Everyone can say that though. And I think that we are constantly, you know, comparing ourselves to others and like, you know, seeing their success and wondering why we're not getting success, et cetera. But I think that we're all on our own journey. So as long as you stay true to yourself and you're happy with your content, try and focus on that and try and focus on your messaging rather than looking at what other people are producing and comparing yourself to that. That's a good one. I think, yeah, we're definitely all guilty of that. Yeah, I am. And it's Everyone is. And it's hard. You have to catch yourself and be like, wait, no, 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 stop doing that. (laughs) Yeah. So, and also like celebrate small successes. Like I've been saying that from the beginning. Um, I always celebrate when I hit like a landmark on um, Instagram, like 100K, 50K. Oh, sorry. I haven't even made it to 100K yet, but I will hopefully one day. But um, I'm just saying like celebrate those small successes because those are super important. And even if it's, you know, on the grand scheme of things, like not that amazing it still should be amazing to you because you've worked so hard for it yeah good good great thank you um okay guys that's it for this episode um you should absolutely definitely I know I tell you to follow all my guests on Instagram but you definitely should follow Jenna um her Instagram is at Prada and Pearls so just spelt the regular way P-R-A-D-A-A-N-D-P-E-R 
A-R-L-S. And that's probably a gateway to like your blogs and everything yes, yeah. from there, right? Yeah. And um, uh, I will definitely be uh, touching base with your fashion and lifestyle. And I can't wait for your finance blog because I am like the worst with budgeting. I definitely, well, not the worst, but I just kind of <laughs> like eye it rather than like I don't track. I'm not a tracker. I think a lot of us yeah. are like that. Uh, so definitely can't wait for that as well. Yeah. Um, and guys, you can follow the podcast at Coming Up In My Sneakers. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please feel free to leave a five-star review if you enjoyed this episode. Have a good week, everybody. We'll see you next week. And don't get caught wearing dirty sneakers. Thank you.